BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck sexton show podcast welcome in hour number two wednesday edition clay travis buck sexton show hope all of you are having fantastic days so far we appreciate you hanging out with us 500 plus am fm stations everywhere we're gonna be fighting for am radio to continue to exist even as Many on the left through electric vehicles are going to be trying to shut it down. Encourage all of you to stay plugged in to that story. If you're listening on AM radio, you can go check out the details at clayandbuck.com. Now, uh, also want to thank all of you who are subscribing to our podcast. Tens of millions of you downloading the Clay and Buck podcast every single month. That is incredibly gratifying. Should also mention, by the way, Buck and I, we promised we were going to do an event uh, on behalf of everyone who was the victims of the hurricane down in southwest Florida, we're going to be doing a live event for those of you listening down there right now in the Fort Myers, Naples area. We're going to be down there early next week. We look forward to hanging out with all of you, and we certainly appreciate the challenges and struggles that you guys have gone through as you try to put your community back up and running. Now, a couple of stories out there. Actually, we should mention, too, uh, because, Buck, I think on Monday and Friday we talked about this, the Fox News Dominion lawsuit before opening arguments even started was settled. So this massive, colossal First Amendment case that so many people were focusing on, not going to actually go to trial. Fox is paying several hundred million dollars. They have admitted no uh, no wrongdoing in terms of what they put on uh, on the air in terms of uh, in terms of that. They didn't offer any sort of apology, but they settled the case. So that is out there. We'll see what happens going forward, but they were expecting a six-week trial. There were a lot of media that were very upset that that case is not going to go to trial. So New York Times v. Sullivan not going to be challenged in any way. It is still the law of the land, and there is no substantial precedent that would come out of this case now. I saw a poll this morning, Buck, and I understand requisite, hey, it's a poll, 
everybody out there who says, hey, I don't trust any polls, I understand that perspective. Uh, But I saw something that I thought was pretty staggering, Buck. Um, And it is this. When you look at uh, at the early polling that is coming out associated with the Democrat side, right? We talk a lot about DeSantis versus Trump and Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy and everybody who's officially announced on the Republican side. But I saw this this morning, and it was eyebrow-raising in in many ways. And I want to share what this poll showed for everybody out there. Uh, because RFK Jr., Robert Kennedy Jr., the, the son of RFK Sr., has substantial support. This is a USA Today poll. Biden, 67% of the voters Kennedy, 14%, and Marianne Williamson, 5%. Now, I don't think, Buck, that we're going to see Joe Biden ever get on a stage with either of these people because, frankly, I don't think he's capable of debate, and I don't think Democrats want him out and about. I think RFK Jr. would lacerate him if they were on the stage together. But what jumped out to me here is, Buck, what is RFK Jr. most known now for, I would say? Combating the COVID shot. He has been one of the foremost critics of the COVID shot. And we should mention to all of you out there that yesterday the FDA officially said, because we've been asking this question for a long time, that first and second COVID shot that so many of you got to be able to go to school or keep your jobs because they told you that it would keep you safe, you no longer can receive it anymore. They have updated to a new shot. And so the original COVID shot, if you got it in the last couple of years, basically the government is now saying it's totally worthless. They're not even going to provide it for anyone. Buck, when you see RFK Jr. with 14% support, Marianne Williamson at 5%, given that they've gotten no attention and both just recently entered into the race, to me this is a sign of two things. One, how weak Biden's candidacy actually is. I think, for instance, if Gavin Newsom challenged him, I think Gavin Newsom would beat him. Two, does it seem interesting to you at all that these two people, who I think it's fair to say are lesser tier candidates, right, RFK Jr. and Marianne Williamson, between the two of them, would get almost 20% of Democrat support before they've really gone out and even hardly started a campaign at all? Those numbers stun me. Well, you know, there's this recognition, I think, that the Democrats, first of all, are taking a risk, an obvious risk, by banking their 2024 hopes on someone who's north of 80, right? That's one part of it. So there are going to be some people who, within the Democrat Party, um, I think, understand that at least the possibility of having to think about, even if that's not the plan, of a plan B, uh would be very real. Um, beyond that, there's no enthusiasm for Joe Biden, even among Democrats, as we all know. Uh, it's different. I would even argue that there were uh, people are going to look, we could debate this. Hillary was very unlikable in a lot of ways, but there were people who were excited, the whole glass ceiling thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. I would say that Hillary had more of a constituency among Democrats than biden does i agree the biden constituency is i hate trump i'm a democrat i'm voting against i'm voting against trump right that's the constituency he relied on um so i do think though right now democrats in the polling some of them would like to believe that they're not going to put this 
uh, senile buffoon forward again. But they will, Clay, because ultimately the will to power for Democrats is the single most important thing. And as we get closer to his campaign announcement and the reality of Joe Biden term two or else, you know, or bust for the Democrats, um, they're going to fall in line. That's my my sense is the polls right now. It's almost like wishful, wishful thinking. You know, it's people that'll say, oh, maybe I would consider somebody other than Joe Biden. They're not really going to consider somebody other than Joe Biden. Do you agree with me that RFK Jr., if he were allowed on the stage, would absolutely obliterate Joe Biden in a debate? I think there are lots of people that would, but RFK Jr., in particular, I think, would go after Biden on the COVID mandates. I mean, I I, I think that we, we need to hammer this home. I was talking about this earlier. Sometimes the craziness of the Biden administration, you forget how crazy it was. Joe Biden in one of the most expansive uses of presidential authority of all time, tried to mandate under penalty of losing your job that 84 million Americans, courtesy of OSHA regulations, be mandated to get a COVID shot that your own government now has essentially said is worthless, that's the initial COVID shot, and actually pulled it off the market so you can't even get it anymore. That's a pretty radical proposition. One of the challenges, Buck, is the news cycle moves so quickly that sometimes we forget about things that are unprecedented and indefensible because they happened a few months ago and something new has come up. That is, we got to keep in mind, that's why we need a reckoning here. So can I give you some, I obviously think, uh, likely but depressing analysis of this, Clay, which is... Yes, if RFK, first of all, he's not Biden's not going to get on a stage with him because he's the president. Right, and RFK, he's going to say he's a clown, and it's not going to happen. But to your point, yes, would would Biden really look bad? And sure, for us, maybe some independents. But remember, in the Democrat primary, the Democrat rank and file, the Democrat voter, I think across the board, just wants to forget about what happened. They don't want to think that they were marching around. Being, you know, the uh, the mask police for no reason. They don't want to think that they went along with the tyranny and everything else. So I don't even think that Democrats, uh, the Democrat primary voters, are interested or open to hearing what RFK has to say because effectively it's, hey, you guys not only elected this complete clown Joe Biden, that stuff that you all went along with, all that vaccine mandates and everything else, was tyrannical and useless. I don't think he's, oh, and also damaged people, right? I don't think Democrats want to hear that as my point. I think they just don't care at this point. And if you're wondering about the impact of Trump, think about this on the judiciary. Remember, was it Catherine Mizell, I think is the name of the U.S. District Court judge in Florida, who basically ended mask mandates on airplanes? uh, I mean, okay, Clarence Thomas, my favorite judge. Mizell's number two. Mizell's number two. Trump appointee. She just eviscerated masking on every airplane, and Democrats tried to appeal it, but they basically tried to pretend that she had overstepped her authority. Think about how much difference that made immediately when everyone in real time, all these airlines immediately uh, announced their uh, uh, rescinding of that requirement, and all of the complaints against flight attendants basically... Almost overnight, flying on an airplane became far less antagonistic as soon as that 
mask mandate vanished. I mean, I get you know, you and I, I think we we get particularly fired up about about this topic still, and a lot of people just in general are kind of tired. But I will just just real quick. The airline CEOs came out and said, based on science and the filtration system we have, planes are, for a group setting, the safest air yes. you can breathe when it comes to viruses. And the response, that was the CEOs of some of the biggest airline come. And the response of the Biden administration was, shut up and mask, peasant. That's what good people do. They are lunatics. Trump district court judge tosses masking. If Hillary had won in 2016, Buck, the Supreme Court would have upheld OSHA's authority to mandate 84 million people get a COVID shot that now has been pulled off the market because even the Biden administration is acknowledging that the initial two-dose COVID shot that they tried to mandate that everybody got is worthless and does nothing to protect people. They even have admitted that, and Pfizer already made... 70 billion dollars or whatever the heck it is moderna in conjunction and johnson and johnson for that one shotter that you got buck but but uh, they're not but they're not admitting that it never the one one and done that wasn't even done done. it was one but it wasn't done um they uh i i I see this a little bit differently clay because and you saw elon actually responded to the fda so funny the fda official account on twitter put this out and elon responded to the fda account with just why and they're like oh god elon elon is asking us a twitter question and then, then they responded uh, but i i see it as they're not saying they're not admitting that the vaccine was highly ineffective entirely ineffective against transmission and highly ineffective against everything else too the first time around i think what they're saying is oh now we have remember alex berenson came on he said against omicron this stuff is useless yeah the response of the vaccine companies isn't, oh, wow, we missed the mark by a lot on the last one. It's, oh, because of new variants, now we need a bivalent. Now we need a new, you know, the, the new and improved vaccine that's going to be worth billions and billions of dollars. They're not saying that this was all a failure all along. So I just want to be clear. I mean, they're oh, not no, admitting but I'm, defeat I'm at all. I'm saying for everybody out there that said, okay, I've got to keep my job. My kid's got to go to school. I'm going to go get this two-shotter version you did something that was entirely worthless, potentially harmful to your health, and the government now has pulled that double shot off. You're right. They're now saying, oh, we got the revised and improved. But, uh, you know, my position would be, uh, you know, every time you update your phone, you may get a new working system there. But if you don't update your phone, the old process still works. The government is saying basically, yeah, that earlier shot, we can't even provide it because it truly has no value now. But right, it has no value out. against COVID now. Yes. If the Biden administration had gotten to follow Hillary Clinton, right? Hillary Clinton, the Supreme Court, would have upheld OSHA's ability to force this shot. The only reason they didn't was because Trump got to appoint three justices. That's a very otherwise good point. it otherwise every single one of us every one of you listening to this would have had to go get the COVID shot. Every single one of you listening to this, if Hillary Clinton had been president until 2020, Clay is totally correct. You would have been forced to get it. And by the way, I think you would have been forced to get more than one because I think they realized the J and J, the people who got the J and J, let me speak from experience here, were the people who were like, I don't want to be barred from every place where I live and I don't want to lose my job, but 
I know that this is garbage and I don't want to do it. <laughs> Which, and also, it's not a mRNA vaccine. It was a traditional. It's a little bit more like the Chinese version of the vaccine they gave, which was just, uh, you know, kind of dead virus or whatever it is they do to it. Um, but, yeah, no, they would have made everybody, I think, get the they would have said if Hillary, if you had had a Biden compliant Supreme Court, which would have happened if Hillary were president, Clay, you're right. It would have been, oh, sorry, that one didn't count. Everyone has to get the first, really the first three doses, I think, is what you would have been mandated to do. Now maybe they would start to relent a little bit on dose four. And also remember, a lot of elite colleges are now rescinding their COVID shot requirement, which I've never yeah. seen before. I, I mean, you know, I've told you this. The The University of Miami is apparently run by total morons um, because they still requ- I'm sorry, University of Miami hospital system, pardon yeah. me, hospital system. Um because they still require masking in all facilities. Even to this day. Yep. Even to this day. The Mayo Clinic finally ended their mask requirement a couple of months ago. And New, New York doesn't, by the it, way. New York hospitals, a lot of them do not require it anymore. So there's, see, what you see, there are these ideological holdouts, these stubborn, far-left, globalist, IMF-loving, oh, mask up and eat your bugs holdouts. They're there. Even the WHO is saying the masks are worthless by and large, and they're definitely telling kids they shouldn't be getting the COVID shot. I meant WHO, but IMF works too. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Seniors on college campuses are in the home stretch towards graduation. This is when they get a little crazy, a little loose, same time, start to really appreciate the past four years. Keep in mind, Many of the seniors started college just before COVID. It's crazy to think about. Uh, for all the colleges out there with graduation ceremonies on the horizon, let's highlight one place where the young people receive the best classical liberal arts education in America. When these students graduate, they've studied the great books, the history of Western civilization and America, and the meaning and history of our Constitution. You should be able to guess which college I'm talking about. That's right, Hillsdale College. The Constitution course is likely they gave it away. Hillsdale was founded before the Civil War in 1844 in Michigan. The Michigan that, uh, the mission that year was to offer the kind of education needed to preserve civil and religious liberty. All these years later, that mission holds true, and they get it done, producing fine graduates without a dime of taxpayer money. Not even indirectly in the form of grants and loans. Take a couple of minutes today. Visit their website to learn more. Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. That's Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. 800-282-2882. If you want to weigh in on Popcorn Gate... Later on, we haven't even talked about it yet. Uh, I think you might want to call in now if you haven't seen the story. We'll tell you about it. But a flight attendant made a mom. Oh, you know what? I don't want to get too far into this. But who should clean up after kids on the plane is the basics. Lines are open on that one. Also, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and Don Lemon got a little uh, got a little bit heated over there on CNN. We'll get to that at some point soon. But, Clay, I love this. Do you see the Elon Musk? This is great. He, uh, the Canadian broadcasting said that they're, they're less than 70% publicly funded and they got angry because he said it was publicly funded on Twitter. (laughs) He changed it to, you're right, 69% publicly funded Canadian broadcasting. That's now their official Twitter heading. They're only 69% publicly funded. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, and I hope that this business move that he has made is going to continue to have the impact that it seems, but at least it's funny. At least Twitter is funny. Team at My Pillow has momentum on their side. Their massive closeout sale and their My Slippers is one for the record books. These are truly some of the most comfortable footwear you will ever own. When you use our, I'm actually I got my My Slippers on right now as I'm doing the show. When you use our promo code Clay and Buck, you'll get the all season slippers for twenty five bucks. That's our twenty five dollars, huge discount from the regular price, which is one hundred and forty nine ninety eight. $120 in savings? I mean, I just got another pair for myself. I'm going to get some for family members. The My Slippers have an exclusive four-layer design you won't find in any other slipper. They're also durable, too. I just love these things. I wear them during the show, walking around, taking out the trash. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square, grab a pair of the My Slippers for $25. bucks. do not wait. I've never seen a price this good on the My Slippers. They're usually $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs of checkout because the deal's so good. Go now, twenty five bucks. Think about it. Go clay. Uh, go to mypillow.com. Enter promo code Clay and Buck, or call eight hundred seven nine two three two six nine. Welcome back in, Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We had some fireworks this morning, Buck. Uh, when uh, we had Vivek Ramaswamy, who is running for president of the United States, he went on CNN with Don Lemon. Um, and they got into a debate about whether black people had true freedoms in the United States. And I just thought that a lot of you would enjoy this. 
fireworks, as it were. Let's listen to Cut 18. This is this morning on CNN. You're making people think that the Civil War was fought for black people, only for black people to get guns and for black people to have... The Civil War was fought for black people in this country to get freedoms, a noble mission. And I think that even after after we succeeded, we had to actually secure those freedoms. To reduce it in a speech at the NRA, you're trying to say that black people... To get guns, that was the reason that you're there at the NRA. That was the reason for uh, for the Civil War. It I is think a that's fact. reductive. It's not and reductive. I think it's Don. insulting. There are a whole plethora insul- of reasons that I, for look, the Civil with War. With due respect, I find I find your explanation reductive and actually insulting, including to Black Americans, to say that Black people today, compared to 1964, 1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. All right, and then it continued. Uh, Don Lemon lost his cool a little bit as the interview played out live on CNN this morning. Let's listen to Cut 19. You are sitting here telling an African-American about the rights and what you find insulting about the, the, the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's and where I you and I have the a different point of black view. And white, that black people don't have in this he, country here, and that black people do have. Well, here's country. where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate I'm not saying you without me regarding views, you as a black man. insulting that you're That's sitting what here, whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm, what it's like to be black Whatever ethnicity I am, I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. And I'm proud of it, but I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this on debate. The content should, of the ideas. Do it, you should do it in an honest way and in a I fair think, way. And what you're doing is not an honest and fair way. Okay? It, with, but with, we appreciate you coming on. I love Vivek holding his ground here, throwing down. By the way, this this is really. What about really whatever what, ethnicity you are from I mean, Don Lemon? Totally just getting so, so sort of smarmy and, and nasty yeah. for no reason, right? But this is what cable news used to be. I just, I, I know I get nostalgic about this, but if you were going to be a big host, I mean, th- think about it, right? Sean's got the biggest radio show, you know, he's at three to six across the country. He's an amazing TV host, whatever. Sean used to have people on handing in combs and still has them on today, but would debate people. You think about some of these great Bill O'Reilly used to have people on and oh, they get people in like, screaming I, matches. I mean, it was throwdown time is what I'm saying. Even and Tucker was... on CNN with Crossfire. That was the entire concept of the show, right? Was left versus right. Let's totally. debate. This is so, so this whole world of political commentary used to have this foundation of if you were going to say some stuff, you'd, ha- you know, you'd have to throw it. Look, if Rachel Maddow wanted to come on this show, we would let her on the show. And people say, Oh, why won't you have? I'm not going to have like some. You know, some troll that has, uh, you know, 200 Twitter followers come on and yell at us, right? Like, that's not fair because we've worked to create a platform and we want to make the best usage of the time of this audience. But if somebody of, of a stature that it's worth the time for us to do, they want to debate, uh, debate, we'd love to do it. None of them will do it. None of them will do it. And this is why you see why, you know, Don Lemon's getting paid, I don't know, five, ten million dollars a year, something like that to do what he does at CNN. And Vivek goes on there, and he, Don is just getting upset. He can't even, Vivek keeps saying, let's have a real debate. Let's have a real exchange of ideas. The Democrats that are on TV no longer can do this anymore. They can only do the preaching to the choir stuff. Yeah, and I also think the conversation, you guys heard it, um, but the idea that you can't talk about issues facing black America if you're not black is where identity politics lead you, right? I mean, Don Lemon didn't have an actual argument. His argument was just, I'm black, and so you can't tell me about issues relating to black people in this country because you haven't lived as a black man, which led to 
what I thought was a pretty insulting, I don't even know what ethnicity you are, basically, and I'm paraphrasing Don Lemon here, this idea that you can't examine data and facts and analysis and come up with solutions and ideas and debates unless you are a member of a particular ethnic group is particularly toxic it, it, because it doesn't lead to any yeah. changes. It's really just a it's a a fallacy um, in our politics now that you can only speak about things. You know, my I've never killed anybody. Does that mean I can't have an opinion on murder? I mean, this can get really ridiculous really fast it should be about reason and argument and my point just in talking about some of the you know the big conservative names that are that are still in the game or some of them maybe have retired now or whatever um they would still i mean if there was still this expectation i think a lot of us we would certainly do it a lot of others would have high level debates with democrats i mean does don look I don't know would we have i i think we would debate don lemon on i would debate don I, lemon I on some stuff he's a big enough uh, from- platform if I weren't restricted from being able to go on CNN because I'm a Fox News employee, uh, first of all, they banned me for life for saying I believe in the First Amendment and boobs, so they would have to rescind their banning. I would go on CNN and debate anything with Don Lemon. I just had, I mean, one of the things that I've gotten the most favorable response for that I've done in the last several months, I went on with Stephen A. Smith. We have a lot of different opinions in the world of sports. He had me on as a guest on his podcast. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I think the idea of confronting and debating face-to-face for things that you disagree with is we're the worst for it. Now, I also think what you see is, by and large, left-wingers will not actually debate, right? Because that's why Don Lemon was so bad. They was just, hey, I'm a black man. You can't have an opinion different than me because you're not black. That's his entire argument, basically. And he got angry that Vivek seemed to stand up to it. To say what also, like, think about if it's not Don Lemon who says to a guest, whatever race you are like it kind of sneered at him it was a very weird comment to make can we play that one more time because sometimes i know when the audio the the second cut because sometimes you're, you're not really expecting what you get i think you're right 19 can we can we play don lemon losing his cool and and to your point i think that's definitely what he does sneers at him about whatever ethnicity he is you are sitting here telling an african-american about the rights and what you find insulting about the 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 way i live the skin i live in every day here's where you and i have the freedoms that black and white that black people don't have in this country and that black people do have well here's where you and i have a different point of view i think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin we should have this debate without me regarding you as a black man insulting that you're sitting here whatever ethnicity you are explaining to me whatever it's like to be black whatever ethnicity i'm I'm i'll tell you what i am i'm an indian american i'm proud of it but i think we should have this debate black white doesn't matter i think we should have this on the content of the ideas can i say also i mean mean, look my my brother-in-law is is an is indian american by background but i mean vivek like people you know don lemon is a tv host like i think he knows what vivek's background is which is why it wasn't like a it's not like vivek is you know half half Thai, half Bolivian or something, and you couldn't really, like, he knew exactly what he was, but he just took a weird shot at him. Well, also, to your point, again, this is black privilege, right? This is the world that Democrats have created, an identity politics oppression Olympics. Don Lemon can say whatever ethnicity you are. He has two white co-hosts. If one of them had said that, then it would be like a racial... Uh, uh, explosion. Now, maybe not because they're liberal 
and if you're left wing and you're talking to a conservative, you can be racist, right? I mean, we've seen this with Clarence Thomas for years and years. You can denigrate him as an Uncle Tom in a way that is permissible. So maybe they get away with it because he's a Republican. But if Vivek was a Democrat and a white person on CNN talked to him like that, there would be an all-points bill bulletin out. God forbid if a Fox News host did that. Uh, to him to cut him off and say that his opinion wasn't worthy of discussion. Uh, you know, I, I just I wish that uh, there was something like a a Bill Maher show that was a little bit more fair and a little bit on the right, you know, where we could get people from where, where people on the left would just be like, you know what, I got to go into there and I, I got to be willing to throw down and, and, and fight on these issues. Uh, I just think that there's a I think there's a space where look, Bill Maher sometimes I've done it. They have. They have they've got I think um, Doug Murray who's a brilliant guy uh, he's going to be on soon so they have they're they're starting to in the post COVID era the post well not really post Trump but as we know uh, they've started to do it but I just think that uh, more debate would be better and and uh, the you know consumers have to demand this stuff but man wouldn't it be they like, wouldn't it be fun we could do it old school like college style tag team you know it's like oh, oh I, I think it would be fantastic I'll take the opening you take the cross you know yeah and by the way I think there is a desperate demand for that right now in America. Because you have so many people in their echo chambers. And really what it does, Buck, is, and I think you see this particularly on the left, it makes your arguments really weak because you're not ever having to refine them. We talked about this earlier in the week. Most people on the left have no idea what people on the right think. People on the right, by and large, it's impossible to avoid what people on the left think because they have so much control over so much of culture. And as a result, people on the left who get into debates get carved up pretty quickly because their ideas are weak, fragile, untested, but, and but frankly, this is my they point. haven't had to be able to to, to make a, a case for them. This is why it has just disappeared. This is why you know you can't have these, because um, the left won't debate. That's why we don't have debate shows. That's yeah. why we don't have these exchanges anymore. That's why I was like, oh, wow, Vivek and, and Don. By the way, CNN could make things interesting over there if they were willing to do more of this, but you know, I guarantee Don Lemon... It's probably screamed at his producers after that one. How dare you let that guy on here? All right, let's talk about Tunnel the Towers Foundation. Uh, born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel the Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel the Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden and bring stability. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes giving severely injured heroes the ability to live more independent lives. Through our veteran homelessness program, Tunnel the Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans across America. They help more than 500 veterans in 2022 and will help more than 1,500, 1,500 veterans this year. That's because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives in the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Clay and I are both donating every month. Please join us and help America's heroes and their families. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Join us in donating $11 a month. That's all it takes to really help. $11 a month to T2T.org. Again, the website for Tunnel the Towers Foundation. Please sign up for an $11 monthly donation at T2T.org. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to Clay and Buck, uh, 800-282-2882. Next hour, um, we're going to be talking about uh, what's going on out in San Francisco um, uh, because there, the REI store, um, REI store has closed because of rampant shoplifting, and you know it's a total mess. And on top, on, in addition to that, this is a report up at uh, was San Francisco Chronicle. Um, a man killed trying to stop shoplifter at Bay Area Home Depot, according to police. We're going to talk about this and what's happening and the degradation of our society. Uh, because of these weak, I don't even like soft on crime, weak on crime policies out there. Um, but we will uh, get into all of it. All right. Take, take a breather, everybody, because we're going to talk about something that's not as serious, but people may be even more, more fired up about Clay. So, so here's where we are on this. I, I want to try to give the, the best rendition of this because there's some important details that have not yet uh, been totally established. Washington Post running about this. They're calling it Popcorn Gate. All right. Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass tweeted about it. He's got a lot of followers. His wife has a lot of followers. So Mrs. Bass 
also has has I believe taken the social media on this, or at least the the husband who's a MLB pitcher. He put this out. The flight attendant at United just made my 22 weeks pregnant wife traveling with a five year old and a two year old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? Now, all we really know is that his wife had two young children, and one of them had a big bag of popcorn, and they spilled a bunch of popcorn everywhere, and people are furious on both sides about this, which I think is so interesting, and I want to, I want to hear from this audience on it. I'm going to tell you my first thing, Clay. It's not even about the kids. It's about the flight attendants. That uh, after COVID, during COVID and after COVID, flight attendants went on some, not all of them. If you're a flight attendant, you're listening, and you're nice and reasonable people, I'm not talking to or about you. But I did deal with, I think you did too, flight attendants who were lunatics about the mask. And it was always, you know, we will kick you off this flight, sir. We will kick you off this flight, you know, because it's beneath your nose or something. Who's so stupid that they ever thought? Anyway. So I think flight attendants got a little too much power going. We got Julie, who called in, who is a flight attendant. She's calling in from, I'm trying to see, uh, Atlanta. Julie in Atlanta, former flight attendant, Atlanta. rather. Julie, what's going I on? So, I'm so fired up about this. I saw you last night, Clay, and I've been trying to find out how to get in touch with you. The flight attendant's first role, primary, is for safety. Secondary is to provide an excellent passenger experience so that they want to return to your airline, for crying out loud. And don't forget, that passenger, that woman, pays your salary. We Children, yes, they drop things. They steal things. Guess what? The adults are much more disgusting. So there's a, a division of each airline called cabin service. And they come in afterwards and clean up the airplane. That flight attendant should be ashamed. I am so outraged. So I love can flight Julie, attendant Julie on, work on all my flights? She's yeah, the best. Julie, I was on Fox News last night, and I got asked this question. And I honestly, Buck, maybe I'm the rarity here. I can see both perspectives. So Julie's got a good argument. I have been on flights. Every single one of my kids, when they were young, has thrown up on me on an airplane. And I know there are a lot of other parents out there that have disaster stories of being on airplanes. So I have actually had tremendous help from flight attendants when you've got a kid literally throwing up on you to help you know get cleaned up to the best you can, all of those things. But on the other hand, like I looked at the picture and I was like, that is a ton of popcorn that now is underneath the seat. Wow. And so, so oh, I could look at see, this. Clay Travis I, coming out with the surprise I, here. I don't have a strong, like I can see the flight attendant asking and I can see the passenger being upset that they were asked. In other words, I don't necessarily know that I believe either person is in the wrong. I could see the flight attendant being like, hey, you know, there's 20 uh, popcorn kernels there. Can you help clean that up? Aggressive, maybe. But I can also see the mom being like, yeah, I've got two babies and I'm pregnant. No, this is what kids so, do. They're messy. Clean it up after. But see, here's here's the problem as I see it. Because I do. And so we just had Julie call in and she's awesome. There are awesome flight attendants out there. Just like they're great teachers. And, you know, you can talk about good teachers, bad teachers, right? Clay, what if the, what if the mom had said no? 
in the you know in the world we live in now, flight attendant can basically ban you from the airline if you're non-compliant. They can have police waiting for you at the tarmac as soon as, or you know at the uh, whatever the thing is that connects the plane as soon as it lands and and comes into the gate. So it's pretty intimidating for a flight attendant to give you an order, but it's not a military brig, Clay. There are rules here, well, sir. Well, I don't know what I mean. She doesn't have to do it, but I actually eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two weigh in. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting and loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. Exploreminnesota.com backslash live.